Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julia Spares Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 21st of August, and my name is Helen Freer. China are in the headlines again. They've cut their benchmark lending rate, but by less than had been broadly expected. On today's show, I'll be talking about this and more market news with Roman Canciani. And then I'll be speaking to Menzel Pachinzi, our head of technical analysis, to get his latest thoughts on both equities and fixed income. But first up is Roman. Good morning, Roman. Good morning, Helen. Equity markets around the world ended last week trading around their two-month lows, capping another bad week for most markets. I think investors realise that it's quite possible that interest rates could stay higher for longer in the US and probably elsewhere too. Is this a fair summary or how would you sum up Friday's market action? Yeah, actually, I think uh, your summary is actually accurate. Uh, One could add that Friday in particular also saw a pickup in safe haven buying, as growing concerns about China and fears of contagion led some to buy the US dollar, the classic safe haven play, as well as the Japanese yen, and uh, to some extent as well, US treasuries. And talking about safe haven buying, when I look at the news flow and performance since the beginning of August, it really does seem that markets are a bit off balance with some serious cracks opening up on the back of news that's caught investors completely off guard. What's your take on this? Well, yes. Uh, However, with the start of August, we have entered a typically weaker season for markets uh, and moves during this period tend to be amplified by market illiquidity. A so-called big capital is on holiday until the US Labor Day holiday in uh, early September. Nevertheless, uh, the current news flow and uh, market action is remarkable. This morning, I saw that there are some economists out there saying that they think it's possible that the US economy could grow faster than China's this year. This is not entirely unfounded as the Atlanta Fed's latest GDP Now real-time growth tracker suggests that the US economy is expanding at an annualized rate of 5.8% in the third quarter. Looking back a few months, such data would have been completely unthinkable. So China and its problems with its property developers and the growing default risks in its shadow banking sector is one of the culprits. But the likelihood of contagion is relatively small because of the closed capital accounts in China and the limited exposure of the West, correct? So that alone can't be responsible for the route we're seeing across markets, right? Absolutely. And uh, some of what the markets see as bad news is not necessarily bad news from uh, an economic perspective. So it's a bit of a sentiment issue at the moment too. Rising yields, especially in the US, are also reflecting an economy picking up speed again. Uh, Our own equity strategist published a note on Friday saying that they believe the secular bull market in equities is still alive and kicking and that markets are likely to move higher into year-end after the current consolidation. Fundamentally, they argue that the leading indicators in the US have picked up recently, while the disinflation process remains ongoing. These observations, combined with the view that we have reached a turning point in earnings, make a strong case for buying stocks now. Right. And what about Asian markets this morning? I mentioned it at the very beginning. Interest rates in China have been lowered. So why is it that Chinese markets are trading deeply in the red then? Yes, uh, Chinese banks cut their uh, rates on one-year loans by 10 basis points, but didn't touch the five-year rates, which are more important for mortgages there. This is really a bad surprise, as it was expected that rates would be cut further, especially after the People's Bank of China asked banks to ramp up lending. So 
Markets in both Hong Kong and onshore China are trading down on the news, with Hong Kong down about 1.5% and the Shanghai's CSI 300 index shedding about 0.6%. Meanwhile, other Asian markets have caught that small bit uh, US markets prompted towards the end of trading on Friday and are slightly up with the Nikkei gaining 0.3%. Okay, so it doesn't really look like sentiment's going to start the week any better. What might change that then? What can investors look out for this week? Well, yeah, probably the most important event this week will be the Jackson Hole Conference of Central Banks taking place this Thursday and Friday. Uh, that conference usually kicks off the markets into September, and this year especially traders and economists will be very keen to hear what Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has to say about inflation, growth and the labour market in the US, and guess what that may mean for monetary policy going forward. Uh, US Treasury yields have been trading up recently on that higher for longer narrative, and the markets will look for clues whether this is warranted. Otherwise, we have uh, just had some data in from Germany with producer price indices for July coming in much weaker than expected with a change of minus 0.1.1% versus an expected minus 0.2%. Compared with one year ago, the figures came in at minus 6% versus the expected 5.1%, I believe it was. So those numbers are certainly positive for those looking for inflation to retreat further in Europe and preventing the European Central Bank uh, to hike its policy rate further. So uh, that's it from me. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you very much, Roman, for the roundup this morning. Now, Menzor, welcome back to the podcast. Good morning, first of all. Good morning, Helen. So my first question this morning is on the DAX. It reached an all-time high at the beginning of August, but has come down since. What do you see here? Is the DAX losing momentum? Yes. So the DAX basically looks uh, quite similar to other European equities. So we had this strong rise and uh, the new all-time highs in the summer and the index failed to, to hold them. So we have now seen uh, three weeks of uh, consecutive declines. Um, we are seeing here basically that most of these indices are approaching major support levels. So when you look, for example, at the DAX at 15,500, you have uh, multiple times where the index traded at this level. And most likely uh, the index will not uh, drop below this level without a big fight between the bulls and the bears. So we think these levels uh, are quite indicative uh, to show investors if there is still demand for equities and what we have seen here in August, if this is only a summer um, a summer uncertainty, short-term setback, or if we uh, should expect a further correction into the second half of the year. Okay, and let's talk about the US now quickly. The S&P 500 has now lost 4.8% so far this month. What do you see there? Where do you think the index is heading now? Well, basically, the pattern is quite similar. Uh, nevertheless, we have to say that US markets remain uh, much stronger than European markets. And please remember that uh, going into August, the S&P 500 basically was on a five-month uh, gaining streak. So it gained uh, for five consecutive months. And historically, this has been quite bullish. So uh, there is, uh, there was going into August uh, a lot of demand for equities. And usually when you have such strong demand for equities, this does not evaporate overnight, of course, uh, except some, some very, very harsh uh, market reactions. 
So that's why we think that the current setback here, especially towards 4,300, is a healthy correction and only a retest of last summer's highs. So you remember maybe last summer uh, the S&P peaked around 4,325. So most likely we are just retesting these uh, levels uh, from last summer. And uh, that's why we think that uh, there is a good chance that the market will stabilize around these levels uh, and maybe give some signs of uh, relief later in the month. Okay, and let's finish with fixed income. So we've obviously seen yields rising lately. The US 10-year Treasury yield was at 4.3%. I looked a couple of minutes ago. What are your thoughts on this? Are yields going to stay at these levels? Yes, uh, we have here uh, some uh, divergences. So uh, when we look at the 10-year, yes, they have been rising. But when we look at the two yield, they have been diverging in the past few weeks, so they have not um, uh, seen the same advance. And here, basically, we can see that in the 10-year yield, we have seen now really a massive move higher. So we have seen six consecutive weeks of uh, higher uh, rates. And we are basically going to retest this 435 level, which were the highs of uh, last year. When we look at the momentum picture, basically, we still see the same. We still see a slowdown in momentum. So this would still argue for a uh, topping process. And so we think that as long as we or as long as U.S. Treasury yields can stay below 435, that the topping process is intact. So only if we would move above this level, then one could uh, one could think about uh, higher levels uh, in the second half of the year. So for now, we think that it's similar to the equities, basically a retest here of last summer's uh, key levels. Great. Thanks very much, Menzo. Interesting to get the technical perspective, as always. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when Bernadette will be your host and she'll be talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.